The following recording is a production of Kicking Out at Two in conjunction with the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network and is intended for private use only. For more information, head on over to facebook.com forward slash kicking out at two or our Twitter handle at kicking out two, along with searching Retromania with a W on any and all podcast platforms available to listen to archive shows such as this and all the great content of the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. Evergreen content at your fingertips anytime at your listening pleasure. And with that being said, we thank you for listening and hope you enjoy the show. Let's take a ride on this episode of Kicking Out at Two as we go for a dumpster ride and watch one of my favorite episodes of Monday Night Raw from February the 2nd, 1998. The infamous New Age Outlaw dumpster dive off the stage. A lot took place on that Monday Night Raw. One of my favorites as a teenager. Thought it'd be cool to go back and watch it 25 years later. And joining me to do that, my dear close personal longtime friend, my co-host, my partner in crime here on this nostalgic journey in pro wrestling history, Dennis J. Lee. What's up, pal? Excited. um, Always a pleasure. But, um, yeah, um, one of my favorite episodes of Raw as well. So so, so I'm... uh, I'm looking forward to, to, to definitely indulge in this episode. Yes, yes. It's February 2nd, 1998 on Peacock, Season 6, Episode 5. Um, this is, episode is infamous for the New Age Outlaws taking Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie in a dumpster and throwing them off the stage. Uh, we also saw the early, um, the early buildup for WrestleMania with Stone Cold Steve Austin and Shawn Michaels. Uh, a lot went on in this episode. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna play the audio from time to time on here. This goes about uh, an hour and 32 minutes and 50 55 seconds. So uh, yeah, we're gonna have a lot of fun watching this with all of you on Peacock. So uh, cue it up and uh, let's get ready. When I say play, press play. Uh, but before we do all that, Dennis, um, we'll preview the next episode we're gonna be recording is. Another huge moment in wrestling history from 1988. Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, WrestleMania 3 rematch from Saturday night's main event with the twin referee screwjob. Talk to me a little bit about that match and uh, what you're looking forward to when it comes to watching that. Well, that that uh, I've got to love that finally Andre the Giant got the got got one over Hogan. Yeah, there's a lo- whole bunch of um, fuckery involved, but but. It, that, Twin that referees, yeah, it plastic good. surgery. It was good know. to see the Andre to finally, 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 finally get one over on the hoaxster. Yeah. Uh, that that uh, then um, probably because of injuries or whatever, and uh, that that uh, obviously after that match, you didn't see too many Andre the Giant matches anymore. That that, uh, but I, I wish he had the title for for. Uh, for, for a lot longer than, than he did, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, we're going to watch that back the next time you and I get in this chair and record again. Um, Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant from February of 1988, Saturday Night's Main Event. Still regarded as the most televised, most watched televised wrestling match in history. 33 million people tuned into that wow. match. Those are Super Bowl numbers right there. And for 1988, with a 15.2 Nielsen rating, that is huge. So, uh, and I do remember watching that as a kid. I got to stay up late and watch it. Uh, it was it was a very traumatic experience for me. We'll get into that in our next recording. Uh, but I thought I'd give the audience a little bit of a preview of what we're going to cover, as well as uh, uh, AC from Cool Truth 
is going to be stepping into the studio soon. And we're going to do, Dennis, you, you participated in the very first annual Kicking Out of Two All-Pro Team. AC's going to do the same thing for the second annual Kicking Out of Two All-Pro Team. We're going to drop that Super Bowl weekend. Nice. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. AC's going to pick his team. Wrestlers from past and present. Who's the quarterback? Who's the running back? Who's the GM? Who's the punter? Who's the kicker? Defense, offense, special teams. AC's picking the team. Can't wait to get involved with that. Coming up in the streams here on the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. All right, cheap plugs out of the way. It's time to do it. Peacock. WWE Monday Night Raw, Season 6, Episode 5, February 2nd, 1998. When I say play, press play. I'll give you a countdown in three. You know, I'm going to play, before I do that, I'm going to play the audio as we open up the show. Uh, It's going to be a few minutes, so just sit back and enjoy. Um, Turn your audio off off on your television uh, as you're watching this. And uh, we'll have ours cranked up, and uh, we'll give you a, a... an analysis following that. So it'll be the DX State of the Union address, and then there's an in-ring confrontation to open up the show as we're going to kick things off here. In three, two, one, hit play. Countries in seven different languages to more than a half billion viewers each week. The World Wrestling Federation, the worldwide leader in sports entertainment. We interrupt your regularly scheduled program for this special report. Good evening, my fellow Americans. This past week, the Generation X was informed that TSN, Star TV, Sky Sports, and USA Network is drawing the line on standards and practices as it relates to WWF programming and to Generation X. In the future, we need to be careful what we do and what we don't do. Again, DX gets in trouble every time we do something gratuitously. Therefore, the following is the standard and practices that DX promises to adhere to. From the hours of 9 to 10 p.m., we will only use the words ass damn and hell (laughs) we will however never use the words or any other sexual or racial slurs (laughs) from the 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. hour we will only use the words ass damn hell and we will, however, never use the words or any other racial or sexual slurs. Now, as it pertains to video, we promise there will be less references. Hey, watch your mouth. We will have less references to our enormous genitalia. And on a final note, even though many of you believe that currently the favorite pastime in the oral office is swallow the leader, I did not, I repeat, I did not sleep with that young intern. 
As a matter of fact, I was up all night. <laughs> that for just a moment there what did you think about that dennis it's pretty funny yeah. i'm just curious i wonder if there's what the words were yeah i wonder if the, there's so like from, an 9, from, from 10 p.m to 11 p.m we will not however use the words shit fuck goddamn jesus christ faggot or any other racial <laughs> or sexual slur pretty good and then now then as it pertains to video we promise there'll yeah. be less dick references and then that's when michael's like ah oh, shit and hunter's like watch your fucking mouth oh fuck me god damn it fuck yeah, those were the, the, the that's that's the transcript, if you will, the 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 non PG version. I just, I just like to see if it's out there and in the unedited. They do. You could find it. Yeah, yeah. Really? they're actually. It, this was one of my favorite videos. They did a DX video, a home video of like DX's best moments. Yeah, and they have all the unedited stuff. I bet you you could find it on YouTube. It's not on the network, but. It was a it was a retrospective on DX's greatest moments of, of, like from the beginning till like when Hunter reformed the new yeah. DX. It was pretty it's freaking hilarious. Yeah. It was one of my I watched that video backwards and forwards, up and down, left and right. It was hilarious. As we see where they're in Indianapolis, Indiana for for this episode of Monday Night Raw live. It's not taped. This episode is live, going head to head with WCW Monday Nitro. Um now, just to kind of get everybody caught up in terms of storylines that had uh, taken place, um, DX was ruling the roost, as you'll see they're coming out shortly. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin won the Royal Rumble and then got into a shoving match with Mike Tyson. Kane burned The Undertaker alive in the casket following the <laughs> casket match at the Royal Rumble. Mark Merrill was looking for the spotlight, and he was, he was upset that Sable was stealing his spotlight. The Nation of Domination was in disarray. They were having their problems, as well as Ken Shamrock was in search of intercontinental gold. So those were some of the means to, oh, and Triple H and Owen Hart had their issues. As you see, DX making their way out here um, with their, uh, their their Uncle Sam attire and their signs. Um, and this is this is basically, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll play the audio for it, because I think this is a pretty fun segment. This was one of them, this was like a, I don't know, I felt the, I felt like the big fight intensity moment as a teenager watching this segment when Austin comes out to confront them. You'll see it shortly. Um, but yeah, DX is out, Uncle Sam, and they're pretty much petitioning to see Austin and Tyson fight at WrestleMania. Smart. Um, because Sean, who is the champion, wants no part of Stone Cold Steve Austin, who won the Royal Rumble. So this is the first interaction since, you know, Royal Rumble with these two. Um, let, me, uh, let me turn the audio up here. And we'll we'll, we'll we'll get this show on the road. Shot it. 
Anderson and Stone Cold Steve Austin. The Rattlesnake and the Pitbull. Two men who stand for principle. Two men who represent different beliefs. Two men who want each other. So, what do we say? Let them fight. What do the people say? Let them fight. The Nevada State Athletic Commission, Don King, Vince McMahon, the American Red Cross, for God's sakes, what do they say? <laughs> Badass, he looks walking down that aisle. Yep. Does the WWF champion want to rescind his 
What do you think, Dennis? Uh, uh, terrific stuff. So I got two questions. For okay. You. That that uh, let's say Tyson goes fuck this special guest guest referee stuff. I actually want to wrestle, and I want to wrestle Stone Cold Steve Austin. How well, you book that match? All right. Well, first of all, as we see uh, preview tonight, Steve Austin taking on the Road Dog with Billy Gunn in his corner. And Billy Gunn will be taking on Owen Hart for the European Championship later on in the evening. Um, that was an that was an alternative discussion that was that was had within creative um, at that time. From the stories I've heard over the years, was that when Shawn Michaels suffered that back injury, uh, falling on the casket at the Royal Rumble, the idea was discussed about doing Tyson and Austin. Because they knew that it would be huge. The one hurdle was the fact that because Mike Tyson was suspended by the Nevada State Athletic Commission um, for biting Evander Holyfield's ear. Oh, was he? That that was preventing him from doing anything majorly physical. So, um, the guest referee thing was about... what They were even towing, They were even teetering the line in terms of the guest referee um, spot that he had. Because... He was trying to get back into boxing, so he was he was minding his p's and q's. As we see, Chainsaw Charlie here with a with a dumpster full of plunder, baby. Um, as he's set to take on his his tag team partner, Cactus Jack. <laughs> we'll play the audio for the dumpster spot shortly. Yeah. But um, Why would as far as go? Tyson and Austin goes, yeah. if how I would book it to be to to be fair, Dennis. Yeah, I don't think it's going to take much. You, you know, you had the spot on the on that Raw uh, the night after the Royal Rumble where Austin um, Austin fights Tyson, or Austin shoved Tyson, and they got into that big shoving match. And, you know, Vince McMahon, you know, you ruined it, damn it, you ruined it, you know, and he's, he's, he's pissed at Austin. Um, but it could be a situation where Tyson, who had agreed contractually to make an appearance at WrestleMania, then kind of holds that hostage over Vince McMahon and the WWF. Well, I'm not going to appear at WrestleMania unless you give me a match with Stone Cold Steve Austin. And then Stone Cold Steve Austin, Vince would then have to go to Austin and be like, you know, he's not going to appear at Mania unless it's in a match with you. So the only way this happens is if you forfeit your title shot or you get a title shot at a later date. Now... Would that mean that Austin would wrestle Michaels before WrestleMania? Yeah. Because Michaels had that back injury. WrestleMania was going to be his swan song. Everybody knew that within creative. It was even made public. Not like in storyline, but, you know, the, 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 the wrestling journalists out there were like, you know, questioning whether Michaels was going to be at WrestleMania, but they, they, they knew he couldn't wrestle anymore. So they had to get the title off of him. Uh, so I think it could be just something as simple as Tyson wants a match with Austin. He threatens to he threatens to walk out on Vince in the yep. contract if he doesn't get the match. Vince goes to Austin, then has to negotiate holding off his title shot for a later date to make the match. And then it's I wouldn't say it's smooth sailing, but I think it would be very much easier to for the rest of the build towards the match. What about you? I like that. I like that a lot. And like um, the only thing is. It, it just sucks that that, that, that you see it a mile away. The old, it, that uh, 
that maybe give, unfortunately, it be the first time and only time in history that you don't have a world title match at a WrestleMania. Because I think Shawn Michaels has to fuck up the match and then have like a SummerSlam match with Stone Cold, then whatever. Because you can't have Tyson beat Austin, and obviously you can't have Austin beat Tyson. Yeah, but can you have a schmoz ending to WrestleMania? You might, you might have to. Really? You might have so, to. So you think? So, so, so you're saying Michaels screws the match up? Yeah. And it's some kind of like DQ bullshit type of finish. Yeah, maybe do a triple threat and like. Like a, a summer. See, I'm thinking more or less. Sean screws it up for Austin, and then Austin. Oh, you can do that, yeah. And then Austin but, but, gets his title shot yeah. at SummerSlam. That, that makes which, sense. Which gives Michaels months to recuperate, as we see Cactus and Chainsaw yep. going at it. This is going to be a, this is going to be a very long match, from from what I gather. Um, like yeah, good, I said, good. we'll play the yeah. audio for the dumpster spot because um, that had to hurt in real life. That that that. Like, I would imagine ugh. that they, they protected them in some form or fashion with, with some kind of padding inside the dumpster. It doesn't look like there's padding in there. Maybe. Maybe in the Who bottom. Knows? Who knows? Yeah. He just hit him with a garbage bag full of soda cans. <laughs> That's hilarious. If that was real, if there was soda in there, that would hurt. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, for sure. So when I was a kid, uh, me and my sister were having a fight, and she kicked me in the dick. <laughs> and, 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 and right on the, but, but I got revenge on her. Oh, I felt really bad afterwards. I, on, on the, um, on, on the, uh, so we were fighting in my room. On, I said, um, I had an unopened can of Coca Cola. Oh my god! On, 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 on my, on, on top, on top and of you my, blasted and I blasted through as hard as I can. Hit her right in the head. Tooth, her tooth went flying right oh, out. Oh my goodness! Oh yeah. I can see why you have trouble getting a date. Yeah. <laughs> With your history. Of oh, violence, I felt so bad. Violence towards women. I felt. So, my goodness. Yep. Not well, as bad as this here though. With Cactus and, and, and Terry Funk. Mm. What did you think of Chainsaw Charlie as a character? I love Terry Funk so much. I was a little disappointed actually. Really? I mean, he was cool, but like I thought it kind of fit well considering he was with Cactus and you know Foley had all these different personalities. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I just, I just people accused. knew it was Terry Funk. They would reference him as Terry Funk. I mean, but if you're like, like I don't know if the ten year old kid at the time knew. Oh, look at this! This roll up. Is <laughs> <laughs> that your good spot? Oh my god. You know, I'm sorry, continue the No, ten- no, I'm just saying, I don't think the 10-year-old kid did, though, at the time, you know what I mean? That, 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 that uh, this is, this is, someone out there, this was the introduction to Terry Funk, and he had no idea, you know what I mean? In some regards, yes, some of the, yeah. some of the young kids probably never knew who he was um, before this, um, and his history and his lineage in wrestling, you know, part of the famous Funk family, his brother yeah. Dory, multiple-time NWA world champion, Terry a world champion in the NWA. Um, I don't even die in the soul. Seriously, that a top, right? Not famous, but like a, for like work work rate wise, a top five Hogan match for, for me is definitely Terry Funk versus Hogan. You've said that before. I we, love that. You said that in conversation. I love that match. Yeah, we've said. I'll have to go back and watch that um, because I've. I mean, I, I don't. I, Terry Funk's an all time great. I don't ever disregard his contributions to wrestling, okay? Um, but I don't see the argument in terms of his in-ring work as being one of the best. You know, some people might find that blasphemous for me to say. Yeah. I felt like at times he was very goofy. 
Um, but when he turned it on, he was serious, you know, and 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 it was, and there was some good stuff. Yeah. But I don't know. I'll have to go back and watch it. Um, because I don't. I, I I can't. I don't have that. I, I'm not on that side of the argument where I think he's he's one of the he's one. His work is some of the greatest. Right. I, and that's just me. Yeah. I, I could be mistaken, but there's some stuff he did that was great. The stuff with Raven and ECW. Um, the stuff he did with Flair. Uh, but at times I felt like the goofiness of, of his character being this, you know, unpredictable wild man from Texas. Uh, kind of was, was a distraction. That's just me. No, I you know what I never saw him. I never really think about it, but you're right. He can be a little goofy sometimes. You know, even when he was with Gary Hart, when he was part of you know Gary Hart's faction with Muda and and <laughs> Dick Slater and and them when they were working on Flair. Yeah. Um. There was times where he did some really serious stuff, and you were like, "Oh, that's a bad motherfucker." And then there are other times where you're like, this goofy dude, like this is this is me looking back in hindsight. Yeah. Not not, not in you know, not looking through the lenses of, of nine or ten year old Dave Rosenbluth here. Well he literally has a trash can on his head right now, so yeah. I get what you're saying. Oh god, that was awful. That could have been re- That could have been really bad. Yeah. That was awful. I don't even know what they were trying to attempt. A pile driver with him in the in the trash can. <laughs> as we go to commercial. And now we're back at the top of the ramp. Oh, he's going to do the spin. Funk's going to do the ladder spot. Yeah. Oh! Right to Cactus. Boom again. Oh, that corner one really got him good. Yeah. I never understood that. I mean, like... That ladder spot, I, I never liked. It, it really is exposing the business. In what way? Like, don't mind me asking. Uh, okay, so, 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 so ladder spinning. Imagine a real fight. I got a ladder and I'm spinning around. Dave, you would just duck, yeah. and then you would just just punch me in the gut. They you call know? It, 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 it's, it's referred to as the Three Stooges spot in the business, and it's it's meant for some kind of comic relief. It probably even more um, life you use it against it. So you duck. Now the guy's neck is like stuck in there. Just twist the fucking thing around, and you kill the dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I've seen them do sometimes in those ladder matches. Some guys will do the ladder spot, and like I think one time, I think one time Jericho did it, or no, somebody did it. Did the Terry Funk spot, and then Jericho did the code breaker with the guy still holding the ladder. Oh man, and it actually was kind of pretty cool. Um, yeah, you can see some padding in there. Oh yeah, Look you're at right. That shit. You're right. It's lined up pretty good in there. So we're getting towards the end of this here. Um, you see the ropes. You see the ropes hanging off the dumpster there, ready to tie the mandible claw to uh, to chainsaw Charlie from Cactus Jack. Cactus still using a. a they, it seemed like whatever you know, whenever they had Mick resort to the different characters like Cactus and Dude Love, he still had a piece of mankind with him. Oh, like that oh, mandible yeah. claw was used in all three iterations of Mick Foley's uh, alter egos. Uh, Cactus used it. Dude Love called it the love handle. Um, <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah, it was a brief period of time where they called it the love handle, and then they went back to calling it the mandible claw. And now Cactus is on the... Uh, you know, we're going to play the audio for this. This should be good. Charlie's in a dumpster. Cactus Jack is standing above it. Cactus Jack is getting himself in position. Chainsaw is down in the dumpster. And... Oh, no! The ring 
commercial um they're back they're still trapped in the dumpster this is where you kind of see like they they, they kind of as they say break the fourth wall if you will um you see the locker room come out yeah sure of heels and baby faces referees officials um trying to tend to cactus vince will eventually come out um and uh this is where you kind of see that 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 element of real life Bleed into the bleed into the show, which I thought was a nice touch. It was a nice touch. Um, you know, like heels and baby faces. The locker room just kind of. It reminded me of um, of that angle in ECW when when Tommy Dreamer blinded the Sandman, and then the entire locker room came out and they blamed Dreamer, and it was like a mixture of like good guys and bad guys uh, that that uh, that were totally against. Um, you see Owen Hart, Los Bariquas. Headbangers, Mark Merrill, Flash Funk. I think we saw Barry Windham in there. Bunch of referees. Pat Patterson after he just got back from his cigarette break. Um, Sergeant Slaughter was there. Um, they, they they really laid it on thick. I think Vince yeah. eventually shows up and he has some words with the outlaws. Um, but this segment, DOA, Disciples of Apocalypse. Ahmed Johnson, if I didn't reference him earlier. Um, now, do you think... Looking back in hindsight, because we've talked about this, we've talked about you know the content over the years and how the product has evolved and things yeah. like that. Do you think this was going too far in terms of the safety of the wrestlers? I, that, I'm telling you, this had to hurt at least a little bit. Yeah, this could and this done really could have gone down south. Yeah, and that that uh, yeah, and like look, they even got Cornette out there. You see, Cornette Vince is there. Like, like, you know me, I'm terrible at timelines. Like, mm-hmm. So this was, what, 98, right? Yeah, this was February 2nd, 1998. So, so they're full swing attitude era. Yeah, so, so what's King in the Ring, what, what the, was the... the was like, June of 98. Yeah. Talking about the Foley and yeah. the Cell. So, yeah, so, yeah, so, so, which so, we're going to watch, by the way. We will watch that. That but, is uh, definitely earmarked for the schedule. Maybe it was just, just with Big Foley just knew... He knew one way to wrestle. It, that that uh, was the car crash. Yeah. So, so maybe that 
that was it. But like '98 was a bad year for safety of the uh, the wrestlers. Yeah, I mean they they definitely pushed the envelope here. Um, like if I'm a wrestler, the last wrestler I would want in '98, I wanted to wrestle was Mick Foley. That's for sure. Yeah. This I'll be honest with you, I was not a big New Age Outlaws fan until this moment. And then I was like, these guys are cool. And that was like, and, and also, too, to kind of put some stuff into context here, yeah. they had already announced the main event for the next pay per view at No Way Out. It was Degeneration X and the New Age Outlaws taking on Stone Cold Steve Austin, Owen Hart, Cactus Jack, and Chainsaw Charlie. So there was, there was hype going into that eight man, and it was a non sanctioned eight man tag team match, um, which is actually a pretty fun match to watch. I, I, if you go back in, on, on the network, Search No Way Out from February of 1998. Uh, you see Vince talking to Billy Gunn there uh, in the corner. Um, it's a really fun match. Sean doesn't Sean doesn't wrestle in the match. Oh, they even made it. Yeah, here we go. Let's let's play the audio for this. and the outlaws there um, but as I was saying um, Sean wouldn't participate in the match due to the back injury uh, but it is definitely a fun match you go back and watch it Steve Austin you see Sonny crying which she was probably really crying there because um, she knew how to she knew how to turn it up when it was necessary she was good yep now you see Cornette Cornette's yelling like what the hell are you guys doing over there this outlaw mud show bullshit. <laughs> this is what happens. You should be wrestling for the NWA, not WWF. That, uh, I'm Jim Cornette. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. You think? Yeah. You think the the New Age Outlaws could would have been good in the NWA? They would have been. I think they would have been baby faces <laughs> during right. this era. Ambulance is here. Okay, this is this is bled into like two segments now. See, now they finally got him out of the dumpster. Cactus and Chainsaw. Finally out of the dumpster. Heading into the ambulance. Sonny's still crying. Briscoe, Briscoe in, in Sonny's ear. They they I'll say this. Yeah. They did an excellent job. Really Showing the seriousness of this uh, of this angle, with the EMTs, they got the referees, they got the officials, people yeah. in production. Yeah, Sonny holding room. Terry Funk's hand. Yeah, like like they really like. Yeah, they, I wasn't watching Nitro. I was a channel flipper, but I wasn't watching Nitro during this. I was th- when the commercials hit. I'd go back if Nitro was on, and Nitro still had some compelling stuff. Nitro was in the middle of uh, of. Uh, of uh, splitting up the NWO. That yeah. was their main focals, focal point and storylines. Was the NWO turmoil. That eventually would lead to the split. Um, but, oh yeah, see? They, look at it. Look at the seriousness of it. Flash Funk losing his shit. They get Vince and the referees holding them back. Like, this is... They did, they did an excellent job. They really did an excellent job of... Of 
depicting the seriousness yeah. of this situation. As if that stunt went wrong. They really, you know what's funny? I, I, I wonder if they really thought about this too. For like, 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 like for the marks per se, whatever. Dougal Scorpio uh, with the ECW connection. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I, that I was would, such a good one. I wouldn't to be pick. surprised. Yeah, because yeah. He, because he worked in ECW with yeah. both Foley and Funk. There's that connection there. Oh, head there we go. Now they're getting. See, this is good right here. This is good. The locker room finally having enough. Who the fuck is that with the bandana? That's Barry Windham. The is blonde hair. Really, is that really Barry? Yeah, that's wow. Barry I didn't. I, I didn't know that. Anyway, yeah. See, look, outlaws. Shamrock's trying yeah. to get a piece of Road Dog. Owen Hart's in there. Yeah, this is good. This is really good. Let's play the audio for this. Did you just? All right, I'm gonna. Yeah. Did you just notice? It, they they had the outlaws duck underneath the ramp to escape from, oh, from, I miss from that. all those guys attacking them. As we see Terry Funk convulsing, yeah. <laughs> having a seizure. It would, it would appear it's a seizure, but who knows? Yeah, they really did this angle up well. Like I said, teenage Dave Rosenbluth, 15 years old. I was like, yeah, I was hooked. I was hooked. I was like, "This is good, man. This is really good stuff." And I and I, I could be mistaken, but I uh, this is one of my earliest memories of of re- me really turning the corner when it came to WWF. You know, I was big on the NWO, and I was a Hogan guy, and they had really compelling stuff on Nitro. But this was to me like this felt like, and not to. This felt like an injury at a sporting event. And, yeah, man. And in some ways, you know, like yeah. they, they like they stopped, they stopped the show for for, for this. Um, good stuff here overall. I, I, I yeah, look, Barik was helping out. Flash Funk, you see Jerry Briscoe. While there's a guy taking pictures as this fucking dude's getting wheeled into an ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to get the good shot. Yeah. As he gets into the ambulance, headbangers in there. How many guys are they gonna? How many guys are they gonna fit in there? Oh, so they're putting them in together. It looks like. It looks like they're putting them in together. <laughs> Poor Flash. It's like they have a book being about about seven weeks. I'm yeah, that's the hottest thing he's ever done in the yeah. WWF. <laughs> was his little pull apart with the Outlaws, Owen Hart there, uh, with with Mick Foley, Savio Vega. Sonny's still crying. Maybe she was legit for real crying. I don't know. And she's not probably, probably did some coke and thought it was real. But <laughs> <laughs> like she's dealing though. She actually might be like, like, I don't know. Legit I'm really concerned. Impressed. Yeah, I'm really impressed. Yeah. There you see Vince. Yeah. Upset, disgusted, disappointed, ruined about half his show. And for a timestamp, we're at 35 minutes, five seconds, and counting. Um, on the watch along on Peacock, for those of you keeping score, keeping track, if you will. Um, all right, how many guys can we fit in an ambulance? Yeah, got four wrestlers, couple camera guys, couple camera guys, two M, two EMTs, a doctor and a nurse, and a partridge in a pear tree. What yeah. the fuck, man? Showing the replays again. Cactus into the dumpster. Then yeah. the outlaws dump them over the stage. Whee! 
Boom. Yeah. JR's line. There's people in there. Oh, that was There's such a good line. There's people in there. What the hell is so great about that? <laughs> <laughs> well, who else would be in there, JR? <laughs> I forgot about the table. Yeah, that. that where I thought about the table was really smart. Oh, as like a landing? Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, it didn't do much. But, oh, yeah, she's really laying it on. Yeah. She's laying it on thick. You see Slaughter and Briscoe tending to her. It's okay. It's okay, Sonny. Don't worry. I really thought... You can go see Mr. McMahon later. I really thought Sonny was like the hottest woman on the planet. She... Sonny had this... Like... So Sonny was... People say the girl next door, but yeah. she was the girl that everybody wanted to fuck next door. Yeah, true. <laughs> like, she was the... Like, she had that, that like, slutty um, presentation to her. Um, she was every teenage boy's wet dream. Yeah. It, it, wrestle, every, every wrestling fan's teenage boy wet dream or whatever you want to call it yeah every teenage wrestling boy wrestling fans wet dream Bob yep there she is yeah laying it on thick another commercial break and again a replay moments ago this match the conclusion of the match if you will fully taking the, the dive into the dumpster there which was a pretty cool spot. And then Road Dog and Billy taking them for a ride. An outlaw dumpster dive here on Monday Night Raw. The original dumpster fire, if you will. If you think about it. And this would set up, this would be the, alright, let's play the audio for this. Tag team champions are, are here. And gentlemen, I'm, what are you thinking? I mean, are you guys just careless? I know you're not stupid. Are you that desperate to get over to, to big, big stars? What are you thinking? Well, JR, you know we don't have a whole lot of opportunity in this business to get over. So maybe you do. When you see a target of opportunity, maybe you attack it. Maybe we went too far. They've got maybe families. Maybe we did, JR. They've got families. Well, i got family, too, and you think I don't understand that? Hey, hey, hey. i got news for you guys. Every week, we're asked to go out there and outdo ourselves. Every week, we're asked to go out there and take greater risks. Push the envelope, raise the bar, get those ratings. I got news for you. That's exactly, hey, that's exactly what the Generation X does. But I don't push it. Where does it end? Where does it end? Hey, Ross, you tell us. Where does it all end? Why don't you ask your boss, Vince McMahon? Maybe the fans can tell us. If it wasn't them, it would have been you guys. That's right. It would have been you guys. Smart you would have had ahead, but you guys got to smarten up. Smarten up. Suck it up. You're getting you. ratings. You're getting ratings, and that's what matters. Hey, that's all you need to think about. Think about yourselves. Get those ratings. Push the bar. This push it higher. Push it higher. Push it higher. You guys better suck it up, because remember this. The show goes on. It always goes, goes on. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we uh, will uh, keep you updated. Obviously, Michael Cole has left to go to the... Follow the ambulance to the hospital. We'll give you updates on Cactus and Terry Funk. And uh, we've got Stone Cold, And but how can you think about anything but this? We'll be back. We'll be back in a moment. The seriousness of it. Now DX getting involved. This yeah. was a. Um, this was the early signs of them forming as a group. And that was the other thing, too, about at, fi- at 15 years old, where I was... I, because I had just, like I said, that was the moment where I was like, wow, the outlaws are so cool. And then when you put them with DX, I was like, it fits, it works. And I would have liked to have seen the outlaws with Sean more 
Yeah. And Hunter, but Sean's injury kind of prevented that, and then they had to go in a different direction with DX. But that would have been a pretty cool version of DX with just those four and China um, together. I, I think that would have been really cool to watch as we, we, we go into the second hour of Monday Night Raw. And here's the Road Dog and Billy Gunn as they're set to face. Uh, there you see the dumpster oh, still geez. there. <laughs> Road Dog and Billy. Coming out, it's Billy's match against Owen Hart for the European Championship. So they're hyping up, like I said, the the um, excuse me the the eight man tag team match from No Way Out of Texas, February of 1998, as Billy takes on Owen Hart in this European Championship match. It's still balloons. Yeah, they still got the balloons from the and they're 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 milking this replay here. I must say, another another replay of Cactus. Fall into the dumpster, and then the out. I'm sure they're going to show the next one. Here we go again for about the 25th time. The outlaws dumping the dumpster over the stage with cactus and chainsaw. There's people in there. There's people in there. What the hell is so great about that? <laughs> I like how they 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 even though the outlaws did that to kind of get themselves over as as, as yeah. they had said in that interview. How you could still see like the human side of them where they're just like, what did we just do? Like, was that a good idea? And, you know, DX is hanging them on like, you know, no, you get those ratings. You push the bar. Talk to your boss, Vince. This is, if it wasn't them, it would have been you. And, you know, all this other stuff. So, oh, House of Fire, their Owen Hart. A little nugget. Him and Billy going at it. Oh, nice poke to the eye by Billy. Back body drop by Owen to Billy. And a clothesline over the top. It makes you think when you watch um, Billy Gunn, that as that a singles wrestler, like like that, when he won the King of the Ring, and like, like of course, The Rock kind of like ended that push, but like, you think they could have flirted with the idea with him having the, uh, having, having the big title? When I was a teenager, I yeah. thought it was possible. He was a very athletic, good-looking guy. Had a good look, um, believable. Um, Mike's skills weren't like a hundred percent, but I thought like he could have been a good babyface challenger for the title. Maybe even a short run as the champion. I really, th- I really did. Like when they split up DX the first time, yeah, and. He went bad, but then they turned him back into a good guy. There was a, there was a particular episode of Monday Night Raw in September of 1999. I was at that I was at that Raw. I was in Hartford where he challenged Triple H for the WWF Championship, and it was believable that he could have won the title. I don't remember this match at all. It was in Hartford, you September said of '99. Yeah. What was, what was the finish? I think Hunter won, but. Billy as a baby face, like he, I think he would have been a, I think he would have been a, a strong challenger for the title against yeah. a strong heel, um, but I don't know how far you could, uh, maybe maybe a quick run as the champion, a transitional run, maybe he, you know, were to upset Hunter and Hunter gets the title back like a month later or yeah. something like that, um, but Billy was one of those guys that he worked so well with Road Dog, that's what worked. You know, 
Billy Gunn, we've even said it on this show, probably on the Mount Rushmore of greatest tag team wrestlers. You know, because everything he's done in tag teams have been successful. If you look at it, Smoking Guns yep. with Bart when they were the Cowboys. They, they, they held the fort down in the mid-90s. They did. With tag team wrestling, when tag yeah. team wrestling was a joke. Yeah, you get the Body Donnas. Yeah. The Body Donnas, the uh, Godwins. The Godwins. The New Rockers. Oh, Yoko yeah. Yoko and Owen. Um, smoking Guns were, were, were holding, the, holding the fort down. Um, then the New Age Outlaws, which is obviously Billy's greatest work. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, no. Like, yeah, you get the Mr. Ass stuff and... Yeah. The ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, yeah. children of all age, you know, the, the whole intro. Yeah. Him and Billy, they had the crowd at, in the palm of their hands, as they like to say. And then even later, when they tried Billy in a singles after the Attitude Era, didn't work. And then they tagged him with Chuck. And Billy and Chuck was a good tag team, too. Yeah, that was over. Yeah. So... Hard, to, hard not to argue. It took a lot of guts, too, to have that angle at that time. It did. It did, because, you know, the narrative of homosexuality in general in our society wasn't accepted as much. Yeah. To some degree, it's still not. But for them to portray those characters in a very tongue-in-cheek kind of way, um, Billy, uh, they, they, they did well with it. Yeah. They did well with it. I must say. Yeah, we could, that, yeah. Yeah, because that, that, was, that was definitely a tight rope they were walking, and, and I thought they walked it well, yeah. Now, Road Dog, on the other hand. I love the story you told me that, that uh, the last night, the last night on Nitro, <laughs> that uh, Road Dog goes knocking on the door looking for a job, and the last night on Nitro to work for WCW. Oh yeah, he was um yeah. He he was let go by the WWE a couple of months prior and he actually attended the last Nitro. Um and he was looking for a job and once one <laughs> once he found out that 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 WWE had purchased the company, he he knew he wasn't <laughs> he was only there just to visit at that point. He was he was he might have even left, but that's the story I heard was he was actually at the last Nitro. And he was he was there with the intentions of trying to find a job. But speaking of him, what did you think of Road Dogg as a singles performer? It was okay. Yeah? Because um, I think he was a better singles wrestler than Billy. And here's why. Road Dogg was more charismatic than Billy. Yeah. And the stuff Road Dogg did as a singles as far as being the Intercontinental Champion and a hardcore champion. Oh, here we go. We got company. We got DX in the building. Is uh, Nation Domination still a thing? They are. They're still a thing during this era. This is during the, the, the time period where there's dissension within the ranks. Rock okay. and Farouk are having a hard time coexisting, and there's a lot of um, issues between the, the two in the group. Because who's going to save Owen? I don't know. Let's find out. Let's play the audio. Yeah. It takes 
Western Union for uh, general, I take that back. I recently did see one. Really? Yeah. There's still one out there? Yeah. They still send money that way? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, you think with like Venmo and all those other yeah, apps a good point, out there, actually. Cash App and yeah. all those things, you know, that you could, that, that, that those would be non-existent. I uh, recently did see Western Union check-catching place. It's funny, too, because like when you watch some of these old shows on the network, some of the older sponsors are still available. Like they, they, they don't block them out. Like, um, 1-800-COLLECT or... Um, is this still a thing? It's gotta be, right? It's, it's I don't know. Now, right? I don't know. Why would anyone need collect? And maybe if you're in prison, no dear regard. I don't know. Well, I mean, they, they don't... They, <laughs> at least in the state of Connecticut, those phone calls are free now. Those guys... Are they really? Yeah, paid by us, the taxpayers. They get free phone calls, six free phone calls a day. So, use them wisely. 
because they're free, thanks to us. J.R. and King probably talking about the severity of what's been taking place yep. over the course of this evening. There's people in there! Even the king is he's upset. Yeah, he was. Yeah, that's the other thing. Again, breaking that fourth wall. Yeah, he's a, he's a human being. He's not just you know this bad guy commentator. Um, he was he was pretty upset too at what took place. We're gonna show you what happened. I hope we get this report from Michael Cole momentarily. Let's take you back now. Here's what happened. Fucking fully in the in the uh, dumpster. Boom. Their adversaries, the New Age Outlaws, shoving them over the edge. And do we, Michael Cole, are you with us? Is Michael Cole there, Michael? Michael, are you there? Yes, I am, JR. What, what, what do you know? Uh, information is extremely hard to come by. All we're being told right now is that uh, medical personnel are actually working on a Mick Foley and Terry Funk. Uh, we have had no official statement whatsoever from our medics or any of the uh, doctors here at the hospital. But we do understand uh, that Mick and Terry were rushed immediately to the emergency room upon arrival. Uh, the doctors are working on them right now, and as soon as we have some uh, information, something concrete, uh, we'll definitely get back to you, hopefully, uh, sometime within this hour. Yeah, break in at any point, and thank you very much, of course, uh, uh, Michael Cole, referring to Mick, Mick Foley, better known as Cactus Jack, Terry Funk, better known in these circles as Chainsaw Charlie. Headbangers in the house. Like, anybody gives a shit about watching them after we've seen this dumpster get thrown over the stage about 14 like the, fucking times. I used to like the headbangers. Um, yeah, they were a fun little team. I mean, they, they were what they were. You weren't going to, you know, they had a quick, they had a run with the belts, right? Yeah. And it was pretty quick, too, like a month or so, something like that. The only ones that made, yeah, I think you might be right. Yeah. And then, was it Mosh there? You see the shorter one? He was. Um, yeah, he had that. What that, was that? that cleaver beaver yeah. gimmick that lasted about two weeks. He just refused to do it, right? Yeah. Speaking of beavers, look at Sable there. Woo, Nelly! I thought that was. I remember when I, when I when I was a kid, I thought that, uh, Sable's WrestleMania match was going to be against Mark Merrill. Yeah, that, that, I mean, it, it, it seemed to appear that way as they were. It looks like Merrill's going to be. Um, Tagging with someone more than most likely Gold Dust, or should I say, the artist formerly known as Gold Dust? I tell you the truth, too. I never got Sable. Like she, she was, she was sexy and classy, but she wasn't. I mean, I liked Sunny, Slutty Sunny. That was uh, just yeah, me, and that's what I preferred. What's he making her wear? He's making her wear a robe so she can cover up them, them fun bags. <laughs> What's the robe say? So it says on the back, property of marvelous Mark Merrill. Oh, oh that's good. That's a good touch. Yeah, this was the storyline um, where Merrill was jealous of Sable's popularity and success, and therefore he wanted he he he, he wanted the spotlight. So and, and, and to think about it in real life. Oh, there you go. She let him out. Um, to think about it in real life, her popularity would. Would soar over his. Oh, totally. I I think he would have. A, a, I really think the the Johnny Be Bad gimmick would have been, would have been huge, but like this gimmick, not so much. Well, yeah, they could. I, from what I get from from what I've heard over the years, um, Vince was into the Johnny B. Bad character. He hired Marrow based on the Johnny B. Bad yeah. character. The problem was he couldn't. He, could, he he didn't have the licensing or the trademarks 
for Johnny B. Bad. Was this a WW th- a w- I mean, WCW thing, or is this was like a little Richard thing? You think? You think, you no, think it was a, a WCW. It okay. was a WCW thing. They call him something else then. They could have. Yeah, they they definitely could have. And I bet you they still could have got got away with Johnny B. Bad because like it was Johnny B. Bad the singer and all this other stuff and like like, like I bet you, anyway. Oh wait a minute! What we got Gold here? Dust? Like who the fuck is that? Goldust dressed up as Marilyn Manson. Manson at the ba- at the time was a, huge. a very con- controversial artist and performer. Yeah. He was huge. So Goldust was doing uh, doing uh, cosplays and parodies before you know before Comic Cons were uh, were a thing. I remember at one point he dressed up like Dude Love when he wrestled Mankind. Did he? I don't remember yeah. that. He did. Um, what else would he do? Um, he dressed up as, fa- as his father, Dusty. Did he really? Yes. Oh, man. With the polka dots. I totally missed that. Oh, I got to find that. I got to find that. He did that once. and He had, like, the fake scars on his arms and his forehead. And, you know, he wore the polka dots. Yeah. It was, um, it, was, it, was, it was some fun stuff. I'm cheering for Mosh, by the way. You're cheering for Mosh. Okay. Yeah. I, I used to love that. Go Mosh! <laughs> oh, no. I, I thought he was against Mark Merrill. Well, he would be eventually. Oh. They, they, they were they were a short-lived tag team. Um, go, the artist formerly known as Goldust and Mark Merrill. And between the issues that Merrill had with Sable and Luna had with Sable and... And then eventually Goldust and Marrow would have issues. It, that's when it turned into a mixed tag match, which was a lot of fun. That WrestleMania is a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I've, I've been back and forth about either whether we watch that whole WrestleMania or we recap it. What, what, what are your thoughts on it, Dennis? Well, we'll get there when we get there. But Okay. Uh, All right. Then, uh, but I felt bad for Luna in that match. Here's Luna, one of the greatest wrestlers, female wrestlers that ever set foot on the planet. Doing, doing, pretty much being a jobber for Sable. Anyway, that, uh, well, I mean, he she had to make her look good. Yeah, but like Sable could have took at least a, one bump or two bumps. I think she did take a couple. Did she? I don't remember. I mean, I, I remember she got. I, I remember that match. She got the hot tag. But I'm pretty sure she took a couple. I just remember Sable gets tagged in, and then. Luna gets the, uh, what's that thing when, when she's over the shoulder spinner? It kind of looks like an RKO. Oh, the TKO. Yeah, the TKO, yeah. Yeah, that was Mero's move. Yeah. That was Mero's move when he, when he, he, um, he returned. When he, when he brought back, like, the boxing gimmick. Former gold, he was a former Golden Gloves boxer. Yeah. New York State. New York State Golden Gloves boxing champion. The, the the boxing thing wasn't bad. I I, I liked Jealous Mark Marrow. I thought it was kind of fun, actually. You know what? I know people shit on it, and I can do too to a certain extent. Could it? It killed his career. What? What? Sable actually beat him. It did. That was yeah. it for him. Yeah. When they had her power bomb him. Yeah. And in a match, and she won a match over him. I was just, I I. And was she 150 pounds soaking wet? Yeah, yeah maybe yeah. even 100, 120. Yeah. Well, I mean, her tits were huge, so maybe <laughs> you, you could make an argument for 150. But yeah, um, that ended him. That that killed him right there. He, 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 I don't, he was never the same. Nope. He was never the same. They put him with Jacqueline. That didn't really 
it wasn't the same. It just didn't mesh real well. Um, and there's another one, Jacqueline. Unbelievable wrestler doing jobs for Sable. <laughs> yeah, I, but it didn't hurt Jacqueline. Um, yeah, I guess you uh, I don't know. They still used her. She was. Yeah. She, she still won the belt. I got a little split, split screen action here. This is when it looked like Bradshaw. Um, what the fuck is Jeff Jarrett wearing? Uh, something different, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but this was this was that that period of time where they had a, a working relationship with the NWA. So Cornette was the NWA representative, and he had like a little stable with with all guys that used to wrestle in the NWA. Jarrett being the North American champion there. Barry Windham, uh, Rock and Roll Express, the NWA Tag Team Champions at that time. This was when nobody gave a shit about the NWA, and they tried to. Oh, that's Jimmy. Yeah, Barry Windham had just recently turned on Bradshaw, who was his blackjack partner. Um, I'm assuming that the Rock and Roll is probably Babyfaces in Rocky Mountain. But, uh, Smoky Mountain. Smoky Mountain. I always yep. say Rocky Mountain. That's that Smok- Smoky Rocky Mountain. Mountain. <laughs> High Colorado. It's a John Denver song. Yeah. What we got here? In your house, maybe. It's a lifestyle of rich and famous commercial. It's gotta be. Or is it, oh, this is for Tiger Ali. Singh. Oh right. I never seen this before. I wonder who's. That's probably Vince's house in Florida. There he is to greet his parents. After landing in the helicopter, Tiger Jeet Singh, famous uh, wrestler out of Canada. Let's let's play the audio first. Should all wait, I think, because I don't want anything to divert my attention at the main goal, and that is to be recognized throughout the world as the greatest fighter of all time. Early indications punctuate his potential. his father, wrestling great Tiger Jeet Singh, and the immortal Muhammad Ali. This Tiger believes he has all the tools and determination to redefine his sport. Reveling in a jet-set lifestyle to reach his goal, the performances by Tiger Ali to date, according to him, are only a precursor of his future greatness. I am the true messiah. There's soul. I'm going to set the wrestling world on fire. Yeah! All right, that was a nice little video package. Yeah. Although they went nowhere with him. <laughs> they're obviously. I bet you they're trying. They're trying to get that Indian market. At that time, I bet. Yeah. Farouk, with the Nation of Domination. I used to love the Nation. This was a good group. I did like them. I was. I was slightly disappointed that when they dumped Farouk, that Farouk was pretty much. I wouldn't say put out to pasture, but yeah. for a while he was he wasn't a focal point, and then his career was revised with uh, Bradshaw revived, excuse me, uh, with the APA. But yeah, the Nation was a a, a, a fun you know little heel yeah. group. It was weird. Okay, so you got Rock in the Hall of Fame, of course. Rock's not in the Hall of Fame. He's not in the Hall of Fame. No. I mean, he's going to be someday. I, I, would, ima- I would imagine he's going to be, All right, to so be, yeah. I've been putting him in there anyway. Yep, okay. So you got The, ro- ro- so you got the Rock, 
you got um, you got the the Good Father or whatever. Godfather. The, the, the Godfather. Yep. Then what? Did they ever call the Good Father? Why was that in my head? Anyway, he they, was the Good Father. He was part of the right to censor. Oh right, right. But and they put him in as the Godfather. Mark Henry is he in the Hall of Fame? He is. That uh, but the only guy as I'm trying to say it's the only guy that's not in there. It's, is, is Farouk in there? He is in there. Yes, Ron Simmons is in the Hall of Fame. As Ron Simmons? Yep. Oh, shit, I'm a douche. The only person out of that group that's not in the Hall of Fame. Salia Vega. Uh, D-Lo. And The Rock. Uh, D-Lo, yeah. Kurt, currently The Rock. Why did I mean, you're putting Rock in the Hall of Fame. Who knows? It, yeah. It's very possible. By the time oh, you know I'm bad. By the time this recording drops, they could they could have made an announcement that he's going in. But How about Ken um, Shamrock? Nope, he's not in. Although, I will say recently, um, Mattel put out a Ken Shamrock action figure. So, usually when you see guys with action figures that aren't in the Hall of Fame, they're pretty close. So, I wouldn't be surprised if Shamrock goes in this year. Um, I and, think he would... He, he's publicly talked about wanting, a, wanting a, a spot in the Hall of Fame. I don't think... It's, I think he. I think if he stayed with the WWE longer, he could yeah. have had a Hall of Fame career. But do I think he's had one? No. You don't think so? No. I think he was very good. Believable. Okay. He would have been a believable WWF champion for sure. 100%. But he didn't stay long enough. He only was with the company for a little over two years. I can only think of the... the but they uh, put everybody in, so it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Coco Beware, the Bushwhackers. But they would have put in seven guys each year, so so that's, that's what their problem be, be, Scale it back. That's what I mean. Get Scale one or two guys. Like I think, like four at the most. I think your I think your idea would have been perfection uh, last year. Have the Undertaker by himself. Yes, I thought Undertaker, but Undertaker stole that ceremony. Don't get me wrong. I was happy that the Steiners went in. I was yeah. happy Vader went in. Um, who else went in last year? Steiners, Vader. Uh, damn it! I don't get out. I'm gonna have to look right. this up. Who was like the? Who was like the? So Steiner's Vader Undertaker. And there was one more. Oh, they put girl, in. Right? They put in Queen Charmel. Oh yeah, what the fuck was that? Let me take a look at it. Um. Yeah, they put in Queen Charmel. She was. She was part of the Hall of Fame. They inducted her. Steiner. Yeah, Queen Charmel. Um, oh, and then they put in, um, they gave the Warrior Award to Shad Gaspard uh, because he saved his son's life. Yeah, I think that's... During COVID. I think, he, I think that's... Which was, yeah. which was totally I didn't overdue. get why... I didn't, yeah, what, I, I was, my mind was blown that, 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 that they didn't do it the, 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 the year that he tragically died. Well, I mean, it was COVID, so they weren't doing Hall of Fame. It was, they, yeah. they were doing, you know, they, that was the year they ran the WrestleMania from the Performance Center. And there was nobody, which was such a black mark on on wrestling. I know COVID changed a lot, but um, yeah, that was it was such a dark time. Yeah, you know, it wasn't even fun to watch wrestling during that. It kind of wasn't without a crowd. There was, some, there was there was like some parts that were like, all right, this is cool, you know. Yeah, I mean, we got. Uh, uh, we got AJ Undertaker. I think that was the highlight of the COVID era. Uh, that AJ Undertaker, the, the the cinematic match, which then they caught on to some cinematic matches that were fun. Yeah, you know there were some fun cinematic right, matches. I guess. That they, that, I, but the that and then when they when they turned Roman Reigns into a bad guy, that was like the yeah. probably the two brightest spots out of 
the out of COVID um, during that time period, um, as we see that more dissension within the nation, causing a countout victory for chains of the DOA for Rook walking out. Did Farouk do anything for WrestleMania? Probably not, right? Yeah, the nation wrestled Ahmed Johnson in the LOD in a Chicago street fight. Oh, Jesus. At WrestleMania 13. Yeah, I remember now. Yeah. And then, what else did he do at a WrestleMania? A couple of tag matches with the APA. And that was it. Yeah. I think he had like three, three or four tag matches with the APA. He didn't do anything in a singles role. Because probably, probably the, the, the match that... Yeah. That you would regard as like a, a highlight for him at WrestleMania was probably the 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 six man tag with the Chicago Street Fight because the focal point of that story was him and Ahmed Johnson. Ahmed Johnson. <laughs> See now he's taking back his group. I'm the leader. Yeah, this would fall apart in a, in, a, in in a matter of a month or so. Yeah. Then Rock took took over, right? And then, yeah, then Rock took her over. Rock Rock turned on him the night after WrestleMania. Western Union rewind. Fastest way to send money worldwide. I never used Western Union. Oh, shotgun set. Look, Ironclaw. Kurgan. Got a highlight of Kurgan, so he must be appearing on the on this this watch along here. I always loved the Ironclaw. Yeah, the the. What, when the Von Erichs did it? Oh, when he's dragging him up the ramp. See, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it is kind of cool. Who else used to do it? Uh, yeah, Kerry Von Erich. The Von Erichs, Kurgan. Didn't Kali do it? Kind of, yeah. But he squeezed the head. He did like crushes like yeah. like the vice grip type of deal. Right? I would want uh, him had someone that decides to do it. Uh, no, thank you. He, I think he squeezed like Rey Mysterio's head once, and it literally looked like it was going to pop. Like I'm not exaggerating. Like his I do remember. So I remember exactly. I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, like Ray's bleeding from the mouth, and he look, yeah. it looks like he's crying, and it looks like Ray. Uh, I was never. I'm always almost mad at myself that during like his prime, I wasn't that big of a Rey Mysterio fan, but he took some gnarly, gnarly bumps. Right oh yeah, he was. Yeah, he 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 definitely got beat up for our pleasure. Yeah. Something that's not pleasurable to watch is this here. The, the Jeff Jarrett, Barry Windham, and the Rock and Roll Express is a part of the National Wrestling Alliance, the NWA. Um, do you watch any current NWA now? No, I would. I didn't even know. So, you can so, find it on YouTube. Um, I've, I, I NWA think, Power. I thought I thought Power was off YouTube now. It was, and it was on Fight for a while, and you had to pay like I think like five bucks a month to watch like That's a monthly subscription. But I didn't but want to find it. They moved it off of Fight, and it's back to YouTube. Yeah. So actually, I just read an interview with Billy Corgan recently uh, that he had had talks and negotiations with other streaming services for a streaming deal for the NWA, um, but. That's wild to me that Billy Corgan that that uh and uh that owns the NWA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um I mean he's a he's a he's a tried and true wrestling fan. He wa- he wants the business to prosper and grow. The, I, I I've I've watched a little bit here and there. I can't say I've watched it religiously, but I've watched a little bit here and there. Um some of the early episodes of Power and they were fun. I was sad that um, who's that Mongolian guy? Or that that had like Mongolian 
jujitsu uh, gimmick, and he passed away. Anyway. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Josephus or something like that was his name. I forget, but oh, it's so good, and he was getting over, and he passed away. Yeah. I I I did watch some of it when um when the former Zack Ryder Matt Cardona was the NWA champion, and he's been um in at least in 2022 a, a, a hot commodity on the independent circuit. Oh, good uh, for him. You know, he's really rebuilding. His, oh, I knocked the mic over. He's really rebuilding his 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 image and his brand. And uh, I definitely think um, if he hadn't already, I think by the time this recording drops, he will have made a, an appearance in the Royal Rumble match. Because um, this recording drops February the 1st. And... That will be following the the 2023 Royal Rumble, so it wouldn't surprise me if he had been in the Royal Rumble match, made a made a quick little cameo. Um, but anyhow, yeah, um, the NWA currently uh, it gives a, it gives a place for some young guys and even some guys who have been on TV before some exposure. So I I like the. The, the, the concept, they're kind of going back to the NWA traditional roots while at the same time um, trying to be a more modernized version of it. So I, I, I don't watch religiously. People say it's some of the best wrestling out there. But um, I'm glad to see that the name is back. Yeah, me too. And I also think too that there's an opportunity, at least with Triple H um, in charge of creative, that we'll see maybe the NWA form a working relationship with WWE and almost use it as like a feeder system for NXT. So we might see some of these guys that are in the NWA appearing on WWE programming. At yeah. Some Who knows? Actually, I know uh, Billy Corgan's mentioned it publicly that he, he's open to working with anyone, that's including WWE. And I believe they have some footage, some, some archive footage, Corgan does, that WWE does not. In their archives of, of NWA territories. I believe the Savoldi territory. Um, That's interesting. As well as um, Roy Shire's territory out in uh, uh, the West Coast. So, um, I think there are some, some, of, the, some of the footage that they, that they don't have. That I wouldn't be surprised if WWE acquired some of those rights. That, um, any news about... Um uh, what's his name? Nick Aldis. I it's well. That's another thing too. He's he's another one that I wouldn't be surprised turns up as a free, you know he's a free agent. Yeah. So he's not with them anymore. But I wouldn't be surprised by the time this recording drops that he's another one that might have made an appearance in the Royal Rumble match. Um, we're recording this before Royal Rumble, um, set to drop February first. But I wouldn't be shocked if we see um, him in WWE. Uh, I. I, I know he's publicly said that he's talked with AEW, but AEW is way too crowded, and he's probably another guy that will get lost in the shuffle. Yeah, unless un, unless he signs with them and he's a focal point of the Ring of Honor or the Ring of Honor brand, and he's he's a, a top guy for that group. But I think honestly, he might get a shot at WWE. That's just me personally. Mickey James still has a good relationship with the organization. I think Nick Aldis, by the time this drops, there's a good chance he was probably in the Royal Rumble match. Yeah, which I mean that um, 
Um, Mickey James will make it make an appearance too. Yeah, that's another one too. I think could that that, that could be a part of it as well. Cornette with a tennis racket oh blast. Oh wow, he got him good. Yeah, you see it a little welt on yeah. the back of him. Oh. <laughs> Bradshaw outnumbered by the, the, the NWA. You gotta give credit to Jimmy. He's always taking a bump. Oh, look at this move here. A little side suplex neck breaker of sorts. Double team move. And to think, you know, 25 years later, Jeff Jarrett is still involved actively in wrestling. I put the same thing about the, the Rock and Roll Express. Look how old the Rock and Roll looks, and they're still wrestling to yep. this day. Ricky's a part of NWA, him and his son. I believe him and Robert um, are winding down their time together. I think Robert's ready to retire. Ricky's still not. So that means somebody saved their money. <laughs> um but Ricky's involved heavily in the NWA, as well as training his son. Actually, wrestling with his son. Um, runs a wrestling school, School of Morton. So he's still active and trying to help build the future of the industry. Barry Windham recently had suffered a, a, a heart attack. Um, Jeez, okay. he's, he's doing better, okay. from what I understand. Jim Cornette still, still running his mouth on a podcast weekly. And, I love his podcast. And, and Jeff Jarrett... An active performer on AEW television. That's crazy. He also works for them behind the scenes. He's like the director of like their live events. He's 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 helping build their uh, their live event promotion. You'll I, I'm I imagine you'll see some house shows from AEW in 2023. That's just me personally. Another yeah. replay again of Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie from their dumpster their dumpster dive. Earlier in the show. Should we play the audio for it again? Or should I do it here? Oh my god! Don't you dare do that! There's people in there! There's people in there! What the hell is so great about that? <laughs> That's pretty good. That was a great line. Uh, Jerry Lawler showing some compassion. It was what it appears. Jim, Jim Ross still disgusted by, by that. That damn road dog and Billy, couple of sc- they're running like a couple of scalded dogs. That cactus and chainsaw, when they get out of ICU, they're gonna whip them like a couple of government mules. I'll take them out back to the woodshed. Oh, Michael Cole's on the phone. Cases have yeah. escaped from the hospital. I have a feeling we might see a cameo from 
uh, Cactus Jack and uh, Chainsaw Charlie at the end of this episode of Monday Night no, Raw. We'll it's we only got 12 minutes left. Yeah, we, yeah we're, uh, we're right down to the wire, yeah. Our main event should be coming up shortly. The Road Dog, the D-O-double-G, Jesse James, going one-on-one with Stone Cold oh, there Steve Austin. Is this him now? Are we here? Let's play the audio. Huge press conference. Stone Cold Steve Austin will be there. Shawn Michaels will be there. Uh, Mike Tyson's going to be there, King, yes, along with Vince McMahon, DX, and uh, that's going to be carried. It's, it's going to be, and Don King's going to be there, and it's going to be carried on ESPN News. CNI or CNN Sports Illustrated and also TSN in Canada. And if you can't get it there, call your local uh, news camera coverage for, for, for coverage. It's going to be the press conference heard around the world, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, we understand Wink, don't call me Bob Collins, is uh, Wink. standing behind the ring. Let's go up to Wink. I'm Wink Collins of the World Wrestling Federation. Oh, and on behalf of the World Wrestling Federation, I'm proud to announce that this morning we went on sale with all remaining tickets to WrestleMania 14 at the Fleet Center in Boston, Massachusetts. And we sold all those tickets in a record 90 seconds, the fastest sellout in the history of the World Wrestling Federation. But for those of you who do not have tickets to WrestleMania, never fear, because you can enjoy all of the action from ringside seats Live on pay-per-view. Uh-oh. 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 Is it Kane? Somebody Before or after he said it on camera, I'm a fat piece of shit. Before. <laughs> That's one of my favorite moments. Yes, I do remember that. It's sad because he probably meant it, but like, but like, it was so funny to me. 
would have sold like hotcakes I'm telling you well you couldn't say shit on I mean you would have the you know like the, the SH blank T yeah that's true that's true I mean they they used to show titties so they would try to at least oh damn Vader putting out the fire oh wow you ever watch um jackass you see what happens when you really get sprayed by his fire signature it no, fucks not. you up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. all the CO2 in yeah. it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's no joke. <laughs> Even Paul Bear's got some. Who do you think was in a real fight between Vader and Kane? Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, yeah. I've, heard, I've heard stories over the years that Vader used to throw hands. With the exception of the, the, the shower incident with Paul Orndorff when he got beat up. Uh, oh, Orndorff like, beat him up? Orndorff beat him up wearing flip-flops in the shower. All right, you never yeah. heard this story? No, go with Kane then. Yeah, tell me the story. So so the story I heard was, yeah. I've read this in a few different places, but Vader was late to a TV taping, and he was supposed to do like interviews or something. They call them market specifics. So when they run a town... You know, showing in your town, they'll be, you know, Mean Gene used to be like, you know, coming to, you know, uh, Mobile, Alabama, WCW Live, Saturday, January the 24th, blah, 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 whatever, right? And then you're like, at this time, you know, Vader, and he'll be wrestling Sting or whatever, you know what I mean? So anyways, Vader was late. And according to Vader's account of it was he was told to be there at a certain time. And by Eric Bischoff. But Bischoff refutes that and says, no, he was told to be here at this time. He was yeah. late. So he got there. He was late. And Paul Orndorff used to work behind the scenes for WCW. So Orndorff used to kind of help facilitate, you know, things backstage, whether it was produce matches, segments. So he was kind of helping facilitate getting all these market-specific interviews done. And... From what I understand, Vader didn't really seem to care that he was late. And he also didn't really seem to care that Orndorff was the one that was pissed off about it. Because in Vader's mind, Orndorff's not my boss. Bischoff is. If Bischoff has a problem with it, he'll come to me. And so uh, Vader didn't really... Like I said, he didn't really feel too bad that he was late, even though he had a different perspective of it. And Orndorff didn't take too kindly to it, and they had some words. And apparently, Orndorff wearing flip flops beat the shit out of him in in the um, Jesus in the locker room. And Vader had some other incidences that took place uh, throughout the course of of his time in WCW uh, with people behind the scenes, talent, and 
I, I believe they, they either let him go or his contract had was was coming to an end and they were just yeah. gonna let it run out. Um, but Vader was actually Bischoff Bischoff told the story at his podcast that Vader was actually scheduled to be used at the very first Nitro. Um, but for whatever reason they, they didn't uh, they didn't use him. As we see Stone Cold Steve Austin making his way down the aisle. To take on the road dog, Jesse James. Oh, and he's oh. going house of fire ham on Billy Gunn. <laughs> Oof. The only, yeah. You know what's funny, too? I forgot to mention this earlier, but um, in anticipation for the eight-man tag team match at No Way Out, pitting Stone Cold, Owen Hart, and Cactus and Chainsaw against DX and the Outlaws, there was a house show in Hartford on, on, a week prior to this. Where Raw was taped and the WWF ran a show in Hartford. Yeah. Oh, Stone Cold Stunner. Here we go. Right there. Is he going to get Road Dog? Oh. Is the match over? The refereeing the bell? Be a DQ, is it a right? DQ? Yep, yeah, he's ringing it. He's calling for it. Let's, let, let's play the audio here for the last, what we got, last uh, four minutes or so. I take it back. <laughs> 
Good show. Yeah. Can you see why I enjoyed this episode of oh, Ross so much as a kid, as a teenager? That was a lot of fun. Thank you, Dennis, for uh, for being a part of that. Yeah. Um, this was a lot of fun. Hope you all enjoyed it as well. Um, really set the table for what's to come at WrestleMania. And we'll cover more uh, episodes of Raw from 1998 um, in the very near future on Kicking Out It Too. Um, but I think it's about that time that we put this one down for the three count. And we'll see you all next time.